Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series entitled, How Tech Informs Compliance to Create Business Efficiency. In this five-part podcast series, I had the chance to speak with the team at GAN, including Thomas Sehested, founder and CEO of GAN, Valerie Charles, Chief Strategy Officer of GAN, and Peter Chang, Head of Customer Service. GAN offers a one-stop shop for compliance technology. Before I interviewed them, I really had no idea that the platform was as comprehensive as it is. They have a truly connected platform that is transforming the way compliance teams function. GAN has an interesting story, having started as a compliance consultancy in Europe in 2004. During their work with global organizations, they realized there was an opportunity to create a new type of technology platform, and they have done just that. Today, GAN works with top companies across the globe and is growing rapidly. They're thinking about compliance in a whole new light, solving critical problems the industry has had for years. I enjoyed getting to know the GAN team better, and I hope you do too. For more information on GAN, check out their website, www.ganintegrity.com. Over this podcast series, we will consider how the effective use of technology can drive not only a more effective, operationalized compliance program, but make your business more efficient. Check out GAN's website, our sponsor for this podcast series, for more information. In this part one, I visit with GAN founder and CEO Thomas Sehested on his journey from tech to compliance. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'm extraordinarily thrilled to bring to you a five-part podcast series with GAN Integrity entitled, How Tech Informs Compliance to Create Business Efficiency. In this episode one, I have CEO and founder of the company, Thomas Sehested, uh, who will visit with us about what tracks a tech person to compliance. So Thomas, first of all, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. And thank you so much for having me. Thomas, uh, I am a lawyer by professional tra- <coughs> training. I've sat in the general counsel's chair. I've uh, worked in the compliance field for now uh, multiple years. Uh, but that is not your background. In fact, your background, uh, at one point you were a world champion windsurfer. Then you became a tech entrepreneur in the anti-piracy world. I would first like to really start by exploring what attracted you to compliance. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> thank, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, it, it certainly wasn't in the cards for me to be, uh, to, uh, to enter into career in, in the compliance space, you know, you know, even, you know, five years ago uh, when I was running my previous business. Um, but I think, you know, I, I sold my previous business um, and, and spend some time kind of looking at different industries in terms of what could, you know, be interesting kind of to, to focus on. And, and to be honest, like, I think what I'm attracted to as a tech person, as an entrepreneur, is really to get into a space where you can, you know, change the status quo, like really kind of disrupt the, the current way of thinking and, you know, for the better. Um, so when I came across, you know, the compliance space, I saw a space that was developing extremely fast in terms of how business critical it is uh, for, for any global organization. And I was seeing that the tools they had, you know, the compliance managers had to kind of navigate a very complicated global environment, including their own organization, uh, were very limited. Um, and I found that extremely fascinating. Um, so, 
So I think that was part of what, what attracted me to, to the space originally. So that's really a, a fascinating um, way to, to start this podcast and actually to think about compliance because uh, I began in compliance in 2007, and it was written by lawyers for lawyers. It was lawyer-driven. And as you said now, it, it is a business-critical uh, discipline within a corporation, but the tools were really lacking. So bringing someone from the outside, someone who does not have a legal background but looks at things in really a business process way, I think is going to be how we drive compliance going forward. And so that really leads me to uh, ask you, uh, as the CEO of GAN Integrity, what have you seen firsthand about how technology can either uh, help a company implement or, if they have a compliance program, enhance that? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think what we're seeing when when we when we talk to you know some of the some of the leading companies uh, around the world that we're now you know proud to call our customers, um, and you know some some of the other companies we're talking to, and, and I'm talking like uh, literally everything from the Fortune 100 to you know smaller uh, companies that still do business international. You know, they're faced with a, uh, a pretty um, rigorous set of, of, of things that they need to live up to. Um, and and, and it, it's really kind of a, a minefield in terms of what they need to focus on as a team. And because the compliance um, compliance is still pretty new, uh, you know, in terms of being, you know, um, in, in terms of having the focus of the C-suite, you know, they don't really have the tools um to, to do this, you know, efficiently. So, so we're seeing very small teams uh, of, you know, two, three people uh, manage compliance for thousands of employees and thousands of third-party vendors. So, so, and that's impossible. You, you simply cannot do that uh, to, to the level that you're expected to do uh, without technology. So, so I think, you know, what, what really, you know, you know, it, it, what, what I really enjoy is like coming into some of these organizations help them uh, become so much more effective, you know, from a compliance perspective and, and also, you know, be able to be proud of what they're doing and be able to present to the C-suite, to their board of directors, just how mission critical it is what they're doing and be able to do that, you know, with, with great graphs and, and, and PowerPoint and really become relevant. Cause I mean, as you know, you know, any, most other departments in a company, whether it's HR or it's finance, they all have sophisticated systems that are able to, you know, create these powerful, you know, presentations and pie charts, et cetera, to make their departments look good and to, you know, show just how critical it is for, for the company. You know, compliance has been lacking that to, to a large degree. And I think what we're bringing to the table, you know, and, and some of the other new companies that are coming up, you know, is we're, we're giving that power to the compliance people. We're, we're essentially making, you know, helping them not just do their job, but also present to the organization and to their surroundings exactly how critical it is and exactly how big a task it is they're doing. Because back to your point, you know, we want to make sure that the compliance people are not viewed as kind of the, the naysayers and, you know, the, you know, the fear mongers, but they're viewed as, you know, as part of the organization and they're enabling, you know, 
the company to do business, just like so many other divisions within the company. So, Thomas, one of the things that uh, I find, uh, I'm not sure interesting is the right word, perhaps striking or perhaps somewhere else on the continuum continuum is that when someone like yourself, someone with a, a tech background, sits down across the table to, to someone like me, who has a legal background, uh, it's often a, a, a difficult conversation because I don't speak tech and you may not speak legal. How do you uh, overcome yeah. that? You know, you know, first and foremost, like w- when we started out of this journey, you know, um, you know, we, we partnered up with some, some very smart legal people because it's very true. Like, you know, I, I think sometimes the danger of being a tech person is you oversimplify things. And we want to make sure we, we didn't do that. You know, uh, our, our general counsel, Valerie Char, is extremely skilled, you know, uh, compliance manager, a uh, background, um, and various other, you know, great legal minds that, that we kind of, you know, brought, you know, alongside us and, and around the table to develop the software. Cause, cause we wanted to make sure we didn't create what we thought would be a great solution, but we created something that truly resonated with the compliance people, the people in the trenches, that are dealing with this every day. So, so it is, it is very much a, you know, a, a problem because, you know, if you have somebody coming out at it with a very legal background, it might be hard to see some of the optimizations that are there readily in front of you. But if you come at it with a pure technology background, you miss some of the things that are must haves and that you can't really get around. Right. So, so, so I think our uh, challenge and, uh, and, and what we, you know, see every day is like, we want to make sure we marry the best of, you know, the legal world and the IT world into one platform. Thomas, I'd like to ask you if you could give one piece of advice to a compliance professional, to a chief compliance officer, or even um, an organization who are considering their first investment in compliance technology, what might that be? You know, it really depends on the organization. I, I think, you know, uh, you know, and we deal with, with, a wide range of, of organizations, you know, with, you know, com- companies with hundreds and thousands of employees, companies with, you know, upwards of half a million third party vendors. Um, and, you know, so I think it depends on kind of, you know, what industry you're in and, and, and also to a large extent where your business is, is most heavily focused. Um, I think, you know, if you really kind of boil it down, you want to look at, you know, what you do on a day to day basis and automate that. So that you as a legal person can focus on what you're good at, and that's making the strategic legal decisions about how your company should handle compliance. It should not be about chasing people down to make sure that they filled out their questionnaires and trainings. It should not be about, you know, checking whether third-party vendors, uh, regardless of what territory they're based in, have been involved in, in, in various different um, illicit activity. Um, all of that should be automated. So if you have a lot of third-party vendors, you should make sure there's a solid system in place to deal with that so that you can, you know, use your brain power and your bandwidth to deal with the few rotten eggs that, that is likely to kind of float to the top once you scan all of your vendors, you know, get them through, through the different processes. And the same thing with your employees, you know, there is likely you know, a, a whole range of departments that will need very little attention from you uh, and, and shouldn't have that much attention. But you want to make sure you focus and dedicate your attention to where it's needed. And, and for that, you need some kind of automation around you. You need something to present you 
with the daily view of your organization from a compliance perspective to make sure you can dedicate your time to that. So, so you know, I think that is a, as a, at a high level is, is kind of where we try to make the recommendation is, is look at kind of what you're doing today and let's try to automate that because a lot of what we see from, you know, how compliance people work um, in different organizations is, they, they really do stuff they shouldn't. Like they, they shouldn't have such a long education, such a high level of responsibility and be chasing people down for something that, you know, an automated system can easily do. So, so that's really try, how we try to look at it. So Thomas, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but today I've been visiting with Thomas Sehested, the CEO and founder of GAN Integrity. I hope you'll join us tomorrow where we take a look at uh, what attracts a compliance person to technology. Thomas, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the special five-part podcast series on how tech informs compliance to create business efficiency, sponsored by GAN Integrity. I hope you'll join me again for another episode tomorrow. This five-part podcast series on how tech informs compliance to create business efficiency has been a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.